everyone, yes. and welcome to the Tycoon Podcast. This is episode 9, where we will be talking about two OAVs, uh, both from 1986, Maris the Chojo and Wannabes. Joining me from Anime Nostalgia is Dawn. Hello! And Heather. Hi! Uh, so let's start with Maris, because I watched that last night. Okay, that was that was what I watched today. I watched Wannabes first. <laughs> uh, well, my internet went out last night, and I had already pre-downloaded one or Maris. Oh, so um, I'm a weird person, and I have Maris uh, on VHS. <laughs> did you break out so the VHS? I, <laughs> well, no, I've actually watched it enough times to where I knew enough about it that I didn't have to rewatch it. How many times have you watched this? Um, well, okay, to be fair, I helped work on a uh, fan dub of it a while back, so I literally had to watch it like a million times oh, to okay. do timing and sound effects and all sorts of crappy little, you know, fixing things. Uh, so <laughs> when you have to work on something like that, like, you have you inadvertently have to watch something many, many times. <laughs> so I've seen it a bunch. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen it before. This is my first time. Uh, but I read the story, the the manga. Um, uh, it's based on a, a short story by Rumiko Takahashi, of course. That um, was in uh, Rimic World trilogy. It was in one of those books, and I remember reading it there. It's been a really long time, so I didn't remember. I remembered what the character looked like, and I remember her restraints and that kind of stuff. I don't remember their. I don't remember the wrestling aspect of it really in. The manga, it could be there, but it has been more than ten years since I read it. I'm sure. It wasn't. So. It wasn't as prominent as in the anime. I want to say it's been a while since I've read it too. Um, I actually have the. Um, it was first published. Viz did in the, their. I think it was the very first episode of An America magazine, uh, where they actually put it out in like color, which was kind of cool. But oh, they it? oh my goodness! Oh yeah, they. I mean, they. Yeah, they did that with like. Our Viz didn't do it, but they, uh, whoever put out Akira, back in the day, did colorized versions. So it's not like super common for that to happen. But oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. They colored it. It was like in color, like uh, Rumiko Takahashi. It was colored, and they printed it in color, which uh, for, An America was pretty rare because they printed most of their stuff even the stuff that was color in black and white because it saved on printing costs <laughs> so i was really surprised when i first read it and i was like wow they printed this in color <laughs> they could have totally not but they did this is a weird thing to choose to print in color too yeah, yeah. i think it was you know uh, ranma was really big back then so they were like look it's the it's the by the lady that did Rama. <laughs> you want to read it, don't you? Ah. <laughs> um, I know Anne America also printed, like, um, some of Miyazaki's, like, Porco Rosa little comic things that he did in color, in color as well, but um, I can't remember which exact issues they printed them in. It was a long time ago. <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, uh, the original name of it is uh, Maris the Kojo, which basically translates to Supergirl. Uh, originally, they they called it Supergal in English, but... Um, it's, yeah, were, it's um, Maris the Chojo. Yeah, so they... they originally printed it as Supergal, but I guess they were worried that Warner Brothers might... Um, yell at them for doing that, so they changed it to uh, back to, into the Japanese word, which I always thought was kind of odd. But ANN says know. that a lawsuit was filed. Oh, it was. I didn't realize it went that far. I, guess I thought they were. I thought they just did it like as a preemptive thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they really did complain. That's so weird <laughs> because it's such a weird title and i doubt it sold a ton <laughs> so i don't know why they would even complain like were they really worried that people would be confused and think it was a superman title 
I mean, it doesn't even look a thing like an American comic, like at all. Even no. the cover, even the cover of the American video, does not look anything like any sort of Superman-related thing. Yeah, I don't think Superman would be wearing these kind of restraints. No. Or Supergal. No, I mean, uh, I guess she was uh, Rumiko Takahashi was kind of influenced by Superman because Maris kind of has like a weird little backstory where. She she's from this planet where everyone was like superhumanly strong and then the planet was like dying and they had to evacuate and go elsewhere and the planet exploded. So like her and her family and like a couple of like a handful of people are like the only survivors, but they have to wear these weird bulky restraints so they don't just like. Uh, destroy everything they touch. Yeah, her. I had a, a hell of a, bit of a problem with how like her superpowers were displayed because, like, in the very beginning when she's going to fight the guy, she takes that off and it's like every step she takes is like cracking the floor and everything. But then like later on, she doesn't have any restraints on and she's just walking around like carrying that guy and all this stuff. And yeah. it's like it's just, there's not very much like it's. Uh, this is, you know, like when they want it to be super powerful, she is. But then it, it's like it's a little, it goes a little too far, like for it to be like uh, it, it's. It just kind, of, it was kind of frustrating because it's like, well, like you need to tone it down just a little bit, or like it's always cranked up to eleven. Like, you yeah, gotta, like, you know. I think part of the problem is, you know, they this was based on like we said like that short story and it's kind of hard to yeah, stretch it that concept yeah, out like, it felt really padded out like it's been a really long time since i read it i remember her being in debt i remember the stuff about her like feeling you know they kind of showed a montage of her feeling like um you know different and separated from everyone and all that i remember that kind of being in the manga but i don't remember like her parents i don't remember that being a thing uh, they just kind of, yeah, it, it kind of just, I don't know. It, it was, yeah, it, it was not as good as I remember the story being, the, the manga. Yeah, um, the anime definitely has, like, some flaws. But, I mean, it's still kind of cute in a weird way. Like, I kind of like it just because it's one of those weird Rumiko Takahashi things. Uh, like, in the whole beginning where she's at that beach planet, like, where she's supposedly on vacation, but she has to work to pay off part of her debt um you see this whole little montage on the beach and if you look really closely it's oh yeah no it's you don't have to look closely it's everywhere like it's it's like all lum characters and stuff all over the place lum characters everywhere well yeah see some people it doesn't seem very obvious uh like i've had to point it out to some people i haven't seen lum Oh, I got yeah. like her lum legs and and the little I can't remember his name the, her little cousin or whoever flies by a uh, ten and, yeah yeah like and then you see the yeah. little um the little fish alien guys uh, yeah I think there's one of them on a surfboard um you see Ryunosuke and her father swimming in the ocean mm-hmm. like there's a whole bunch of them <laughs> but I always thought that was cute I like it when animators put cameos of other characters and things uh, but that's especially cool because like there are Rumiko Takahashi characters and they're in a Rumiko Takahashi thing so it kind of I wondered about um, the spaceship design stuff like oh there's also uh, I, I saw like the guy from uh, there was like a, a bearded guy with a hat from Yamato Space Battle yeah, yeah. Oh, at one point I forgot but uh, I kind of wondered about the some of the spaceship designs because at one point like she's in one like because she keeps breaking them because she's too strong um which is like why is she not getting sucked out into space like uh yeah i just like uh it's just seriously like i just i can't i know it's anime i know it's silly but it's like oh you can't just change the rules all the time (laughs) but uh so she's in one because she keeps breaking them and it's like her fourth or fifth one or whatever and uh, she makes a comment about why is it why is this bridge so big? It's just me and you, and you know her and her sidekick Murphy. And uh, I was wondering like if she was go- if they were also like uh, copying styles of of spaceships from things, but I don't know because there was like this big bridge with like all these these um, control stations and stuff, and nobody used them. And that was one other thing though. Speaking of Murphy, 
was that another thing Rumiko Takahashi likes to do is uh, she likes to put, uh, she likes to do a lot with like uh, Japanese mythology and, and Chinese mythology. And so like uh, Murphy, which again, I feel like that's even, like, I don't remember him in the manga either, but I feel like that's a, like, I wonder like, thinking of the time if that's like a reference to like some of the movies of the time uh some of the like buddy cop movies and stuff and maybe eddie murphy even i don't know but anyway oh, the, i didn't the, even make that connection yeah that, with that the could whole, totally be it yeah with the whole like uh, uh the whole uh japanese mythology he's like a nine-tailed fox and yeah he can so shape shifts and stuff yeah yeah he the, he has illusions and stuff so it's it's another thing that she likes to do that I know. yeah that's that's something you know we've seen that in a whole bunch of things she's done <laughs> um but so you might be thinking like well wait what does any of this have to do with sports um There's so wrestling scene in it for some <laughs> well it's because maris and later we discovered the person that she is like trying to get because there's a bounty uh this this rich son uh the son of some rich guy uh who's been kidnapped by this uh woman uh her and maris used to both be professional wrestlers when they were like super super broke and the person she ends up like chasing used to be her rival and so eventually like (laughs) when they finally meet they have this big showdown and it's like this weird like space wrestling thing <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and it's like they they padded a lot of this like we were saying earlier and i think I they just ch- wrestle for days like just, yeah and they were just <laughs> building up to this like oh it's going to be this great scene of them just wrestling the shit out of each other and you know, the the padding that they did, like, way before this, I mean, some of it's funny because, like, she goes through this, like, deserted town and we see, like, Star Wars characters, like, <laughs> popping up in the background and it's funny. But that that is always the part where I just, I'm always just like, oh, I'm so bored right here. Just this chunk of time where she's just Gosh, walking yeah, yeah. through a desert and there's a song playing and it takes forever and I'm just like why is the, did we need to like fill this well, time with it something seems like there's a couple of different mo- montages in that and it's yeah, yeah. It, it seems like every 80s especially 80s uh, OVA like that has like some kind of montage thing with a song in it Right. Uh, which can be good and can be fun and can be, you know, not great. Or it as well. can be a total snooze. <laughs> uh, but like the the actual wrestling part isn't bad, but it's just kind of disorganized. Uh, like it doesn't seem like as impressive as I would have hoped. Like you know, if I'm gonna watch a wrestling scene, I want there to be like some sort of like cohesive uh, direction going on, and it just seemed like all over the place. They were just like smacking each other and hitting each other and uh for the most part it was like uh, sue uh, the the villain was just basically tormenting her the whole time until like you know well, she put lovely. a lock on her restraint so she couldn't take them off yeah. and, and sue is also like she's not the same kind of alien but she is something where she is like the, like maris is supposed to be um six for- times uh, a normal human strength. Right. Um, and then uh, Sue is supposed to be three times. So she locks Morris's restraints on so that she can basically just beat her, you know, up and down. Senseless, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's like, I got to cheat. So basically if you think of it in wrestler terms, Maris is supposed to be the face and uh, Sue is supposed to be the heel. And that is my basic understanding of wrestling terms. <laughs> I'm not like a wrestling fan, but I have a, a significant other who is very big into wrestling. And so sometimes I absorb little tidbits of things. And so I was really proud of myself when I was like, I remember those terms, <laughs> even though I hate wrestling. <laughs> Corey, are you, are you a fan of wrestling? Yeah. I watch all the pay-per-views. 
okay. Yes, yeah, I wasn't sure because I know that there's some there's a big crossover in uh, the anime community, at least on Twitter anyway. Uh, yeah. Wrestling and anime. <laughs> there's also soccer and anime and. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Annie Twitter has an, a good overlap with uh, wrestling fans. I've noticed. So a as a, I was just gonna say like as an uh, as a wrestling fan, like what did you think of like the wrestling scenes and and everything? Uh, it felt more like they were doing wrestling moves while fighting rather than they were wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> punches being thrown. It's like this isn't boxing. Yeah. Like punch and kick and. I mean, I know it's technically anime, but like, I feel like if you're gonna do a wrestling thing in anime, you should try to at least kind of make it sort of believable. <laughs> I mean, even in one of the strongest in the world, they were doing wrestling moves. Uh, they were just being extremely voyeuristic while they were doing them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I know that Rumiko Takahashi herself has said she's like a huge wrestling fan and she loves wrestling and she's incorporated it into her stories before. So it wasn't really surprising that like, oh, she did a thing where there's an alien that was a wrestler <laughs> that's very up her alley but i don't think they really captured like what she was trying to do in this story but at the same time yeah. it's, like we said it was really it, it must have been really hard to pad this story into like a full ova <laughs> how long was the uh the manga version of this game it was oh, like, man, was that one two parts? It might have been two parts. I like think two. it might have been two parts at most. At most, it was two parts. It was a short story. So we're talking like yeah. 150, 200 pages? Yeah. Take that. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, they, I think they yeah. were really reaching for things to pad this with. But, you know, I was thinking, wouldn't it have made more sense to show more of, like, her past wrestling things to pad it with like then we would have had some sort of frame of reference with like how they used to fight or something uh instead of like we had a quick flashback of them in like their old costumes but we didn't really see them do very much in that little flashback uh i would have liked to see instead of all that weird padding that they did like actual like flashbacks to them wrestling before to compare it to what they were doing now but I I don't know. I, I guess they never made that connection when they were making this. Um, but, yeah, so eventually Maris, you know, she uh, is able to unlock her restraints and, you know, she totally beats Sue. And then it kind of ends a little anticlimactically <laughs> <laughs> uh, where... You know, she she's supposed she thinks if she saves the rich son of the, you know, corporate like billionaire that, you know, he'll marry her. She'll get out of debt and all of her problems will be solved. Uh, But Sue starts crying about how, you know, she never wins and her life is terrible and blah, blah, blah. And so the guy feels sorry for her and is like, let's get married. Yeah, but he had he joined forces with her like he was like, I'm bored. So I'll become a, a you know, I'll I'll become a kidnapper too with you, and I'll go running around and yeah, he, and he, uh, yeah, and he's dressed as Char the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I was gonna say the weirdest bootleg Char costume like ever, uh, because it's it's one of those like uh, he's like that poor little rich boy sort of thing where he's like I'm so bored with being a rich good kid. I'll just he looks like he's bad. dressed like one of the Korean uh, bootleg Gundam yeah. animes up there. <laughs> What's that called? Like, like like Johnny Space or something? Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember that weird Korean bootleg of Gundam with the weird char on the cover. <laughs> but yeah, so he he ends up just going like, oh, don't worry, uh, we'll get married. And so then Maris is kind of just left high and dry, and that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way to go for that joke because I was like. Okay, I, I, I don't remember the manga that well, but I know that that's what's coming. Like, I know, obviously, that's him. You see the blonde hair peeking out. Like, okay, come on. Yeah, Just, I mean, it doesn't yeah. take a genius to figure out that he's, like, you know, 
it's him. That is, that is the one uh, disappointing thing about pretty much everything Rumiko Takahashi. Like it was really funny the first time around when when you're young, but it hasn't aged well enough. You're like, okay, I I know where the punchline is coming. I'm just waiting for it. Right. You know, it's like it's 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 very much the same gags. That's not to say I don't like Rumiko Takahashi. It's just like you you've seen one. <laughs> yeah. Seen one. Kind of good. <laughs> it's kind of the same jokes, but it's still, uh, you know, it's it's more fun when you're when you don't know what's coming. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like the first time you watch it, it's it's fun and cute. It doesn't have a ton of replay value, um, but it does have a pretty decent production value for its time. The animation was much better than Wannabe's. Yes. Wannabes with some Hanna Barbera <laughs> Oh my god! Just oh oh, should we just go like right into that? <laughs> yes, let's uh, transition straight into Wannabes. <laughs> wannabes. Okay, so this was one of those things where I hadn't actually rewatched it in quite some time and I'd been meaning to, um, you know, because my podcast, like I do lots of stuff about older anime and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I remember that thing. I need to rewatch that eventually because I can't remember all the little details. And I had somehow totally forgotten just how poor the animation was in this. Oh, I was just bad. like, like, oh. I mean, I've seen some, I've watched some old, you know, OVAs like this. Even recently I've watched some, but it was just like, like there's one part where they're like carrying the coffin down the, down the aisle. And they're really just like, not animating anything like they're really yeah, they're just, just moving those things they're moving like the picture forward <laughs> oh man so bad they did that in a couple of scenes where they just like literally moved the cell up and down and i was just like oh yeah, the quality man. is such that you're like worried at any second it's gonna turn into porn <laughs> <laughs> like you're and, just waiting for it when is this and, gonna get gross and it's so disappointing because Okay, so I remember when I first saw this, like, a long time ago in the 90s, it was one of those things where I was like, this is so bad, it's almost good, almost, but it's not quite there, you know, because, I mean, like, kind of like Maris, there are a couple of um, uh, background characters that look a lot like Lum, which I know there's a whole there's a whole bit where she's watching TV and there is like uh, Tom and Jerry and Wiley Coyote and uh, Roadrunner Mm -hmm. Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote are hanging on her wall and then Elmer Fudd is there and there's a there's like a a bear or a dog that I've seen as well, but I don't know his name. I think I think Chili Willie is hanging out there. No, no, no. I think I think I mistook Chili Willie for for Jerry of Tom and Jerry. (laughs) At first I was like, oh, is that? Yeah, no, it's, I think it's Tom and Jerry. But anyway, yeah, there's, like, all of that around the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all her little, like, stuffed animals or whatever. Yeah. Um, But there, there, I do remember specifically there are a couple of scenes where there's Lum. I mean, I think there's one scene in the end where she's literally, like, in the corner in her oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bathing or something. Yeah, I saw Lum, uh, yeah. And um, there's one crowd scene where, it, like, there's a really poorly drawn Lum and an Ataru walking... Uh, I think they're walking up to the wrestling stadium, like with a big crowd of people. Um, but there's there's also like, okay, this is really specific and really weird, and I know like not very many people will even care about this. But the first, the when this show starts, the very first scene, uh, when the music starts, it is a song by Japanese super band Seikimatsu. Uh, called Adam's Apple, which is like Seikimatsu is kind of like the Japanese kiss. <laughs> and they're like this really, really popular, like kind of heavy metal band. 
And so I think that was one of the reasons why I kind of liked this back in the day, because I was like, oh, Seikimatsu, that's so cool. They were in an anime. And then in that scene in like the middle of the show where there's like that guy in the coffin, like you were talking about, who is promoting the bad guys, that was uh, Demon Kogure, who is the lead singer of Seikimatsu, and he played himself in that scene. (laughs) Which I always thought was really cool, um, oh, but we, not we a lot. Of, but not a lot of people are even going to get that, like because that's such a weirdly specific thing. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of anime fans like care about that. But like, I I have this weird like I like certain like uh, Japanese bands and music, so that to me I thought was always really cool, even though this anime is like kind of bad, but. Um. No, it's it's very bad. <laughs> no, we we didn't even go over the whole the whole uh, plot of it. Like it's you've got the foxy ladies who are like the really big burly wrestling ladies who just kick the shit out of everybody, and they're fighting the dream angels in the beginning, and they kick the dream angels' asses. Like they just totally destroy them, and they're taken out on stretchers. And even when they're being taken out on stretchers, they still want to kick them more times. Like they're just cartoonishly. <laughs> they're so bad. Like, they fight dirty. They're all, yeah. yeah, yeah, they fight really dirty. So like really... the wannabes are part of the same, uh, the same troop as the or whatever. The same, same, you know, workout. Yeah, same same group as as dream angels, and they're kind of the next up and coming. And since the dream angels are out. Yeah, you know, they the guy the trainer the coach wants to bring up the wannabes, so they start kind of training them harder, so they can fight the foxy ladies. But uh oh, there's a whole plot involving you know uh, 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 medication and and chemicals and stuff to to make them super powered or something. I guess like it never really yeah, works very well. Like it doesn't like really... they don't even in the second fight they don't really win. They kind of managed to beat up the foxy ladies but they're they're putting these and then one thing that's really similar to mars is that there's also like a, a restraint suit that's part of their their training like they're in this suit and it doesn't really do anything except show that they're like really strong because they put it on like this random reporter guy and it like he can't move you know, but they can like walk around in it, and it just shows how strong and badass they are. And it's supposed to be kind of like um, if you've ever watched a Dragon Ball, and they train with weighted <laughs> clothing. It's supposed to be like that. They're supposed to train with these uh, yeah. restraints that are like weighted, and they're supposed yeah, it's, to... it's armor that that trains them. It, it reminds yeah. me of Mars because she wears like some stuff. Yeah, like it that definitely too. does kind of look similar. Which is weird because they both came out in the same year, so I wonder if one was kind of supposed to be referencing the other or something uh but since maris was a like a manga short first i would assume that wannabes kind of like uh stole that idea <laughs> but it that weird subplot with the there's like this evil corporation where the guy's father was like in the amazon jungle and he found this weird virus and they're doing this genetic testing on wrestlers to see if they can harness the power of it to make it into some sort of super strength serum or something. It, uh, it's just really bizarre. And it, this is yeah, a very... Yeah, and in the end, they, they find out that they've been messed with after they've kind of sort of beaten the foxy ladies, or at least they didn't get killed by the foxy ladies. And they go into the big headquarters and kick everybody's ass. They, they just tear through there beating everybody up and they beat up the president but then he has a thing like this weird super creature called papa that he no that's his unleashes father. on them oh, and that's like, uh uh-huh. that's like actually his father yeah it's supposed to be his father is because it okay in the, in the beginning they go through this like blah, 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 whole exposition to where his father oh, zoned, was, was in the amazon and he found this weird like genetic virus and it turned him into some crazy monster. So they're trying to like 
I guess, backwards genetically engineer it to, like, harness the power of it or something. But so that was his actual, like, father in there. I know, it, like, when I first watched this, I didn't really get it either. But when I rewatched it this time, I was like, oh, OK, they just kind of yeah, slipped that in there. Yeah, I, was like, I watched it, but I, like, totally, like, just missed that, I guess. So I was yeah. Watching, this is on YouTube, which is where I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... My internet's been kind of crappy recently, so the video was grainy as shit, and I couldn't see anything. So I didn't even notice this bad animation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. Okay, for starters, Mickey and Ari, who are the wannabes themselves, they look like really bad bootleg dirty pair characters. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna make a joke about they. It, they're wannabes because they want to be Kay and Yuri. Yeah, like they, 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 they look like that. But but that's not super. It's not that they're necessarily even ripping them off because, like Kay and Yuri, from what I understand, were based on female wrestlers of Japan. Uh, like that's uh, where they kind of like got their start. Was not directly. Uh, I, well, I think there was like a pair of wrestlers in, in particular that they were kind of sort of. They weren't a direct. You know, it wasn't like this is an anime about them, but oh, it was right, right. like they were inspired by them. So it's not like it's not even necessarily that they are ripping off Kay and Yuri in particular, but just kind of that style of like this is what female wrestlers look like. The Namaris and Sue didn't look like that, though, because you always had like you had the one girl like like it seemed like you had the one girl with short hair and the one girl with long hair. And I, I don't think you. You kind of have that in Morris, but they're both, like, pretty, and one of them's not as, I don't know. It didn't feel like you kind of, you quite had that dynamic, but I don't know that they were teammates ever in Morris. Um, but, yeah, like, all these teams, even the Dream Angels, you, you had one girl with shorter hair than the other. You have one girl yeah, that... How are you supposed to tell them apart if one yeah. doesn't have short yeah. hair and one doesn't have long hair? Well, but, so like, ridiculous. even their personalities were sort of, like, kind of like that. Um, so it was just really weird for me because I kept seeing, like, just really poorly drawn Kay and Yuri, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me if Kay and Yuri were based on wrestling. That sounds like it something that I might have heard before, but, like, now I can't remember. Uh, Wikipedia says they were. Oh, okay. Because the... That makes sense. The author of Dirty Pair went to an all-Japan women's pro wrestling organization, and he saw, uh, the beauty pair. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense then. See, in Japan, wrestling is, like, a big thing. Like, it's a huge thing with, uh, uh a lot of people. <laughs> But their wrestling is more like, well, back in the 80s, it was a lot, like, kind of in the same vein. It was, like, really campy and, uh, you know, the weird costumes and things like that that you see in, like, this anime. Like, everyone's wearing, like, the weirdest outfits and, like, face painting, and it's uh, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much an aesthetic of the of 80s wrestling. Um and a, a showmanship that, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's still a lot of theatrics and stuff in it, but like, uh, a good, uh, if somebody is interested in the history of wrestling and especially like female wrestling, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called Glow, G-L-O-W. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I never watched. I've I've still never really watched wrestling. Like I I have a younger brother and he never went through a phase with that. So there, you know, I was like I wasn't gonna go into it. Just like growing up as a as a girl during that time, and we didn't have cable and stuff when I was a kid. So there's I never was exposed to it. So it's it's a very different thing for me. Like I was going through like the the foxy ladies and wannabes are like. They do some really ridiculous stuff where it's like they're using chains. One of them brings a fork into the arena to stab the other girl. And she's and, and, the they, same, and she like same bites one her in like, the face. Yeah, that's Feels exactly like that's all I was going to say. Forehead with the biting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what does this accomplish? Like, why are you doing? But she was like strangling her with like a, a microphone cord and all this kind of stuff, all this crazy stuff. And they're also going up against like they, they show their weights at one time. And the foxy ladies are like, one of them's like 250 and the other one's like 170 or something like that. 
And then the other the other pair, I remember it's like they were like 132 and 127, you know, weight pounds. And it was like they're fighting each other. But I, I went through and I was telling this to to my husband who, you know, like is not a wrestling fan, but he went through a phase, you know, when he was younger. He's like, yep, everything you're telling me sounds exactly like wrestling like especially during that time and i was like okay well i'm just like because i was like really would they really allow some of this stuff in wrestling like i know they do chairs they hit people with chairs but it's like they're like cutting their foreheads open and and then the the biting and stuff yeah that was the thing that really kind of weird i was like why why does she keep biting people that's just wouldn't that be a foul wouldn't that be against the rules I mean, kicking the referees and stuff. I mean, I can kind of understand, like you said, like, you know, you see old like clips of wrestling where they're like, oh, no, he got a chain into the ring somehow and he's choking. And it's all like staged, obviously. But like physically biting somebody, that's kind of hard to fake. Yeah. I mean, it was and like there's like blood pouring down her forehead and into her eyes. And I'm like, ooh. so it was really like bizarre because a lot of it is very like you know you watch it and you're like oh that's definitely like weird 80s sort of things but then like the biting and stuff and i was just like oh that what (laughs) no that's weird um but i think the thing that uh really kind of weirded me out was like at the end where they're fighting uh, that one guy's dad who's been like genetically like all of a sudden the set looked more like out of the dirty pair like straight up like everything looked like it was inside of a weird spaceship even though they were in a building uh, there's like tubes everywhere and like uh, weird consoles and just all the walls look like you know that sort of weird aliens uh set up where it it just looked like they were inside of a spaceship and not an office building where they were. Yeah. It became very science fiction very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, this is just bizarre. It it just went into that weird sort of eighties bad movie thing, like full blast at the end. (laughs) I was like, well, and, and the end there, they fight Papa and they fight him once. And then of course he rears his ugly head again. And, and the way that they beat him is if I pull him out of a window, but like the one of the girls, the uh, not Miki, but the other one, uh, went, huh? Ari, 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 Ari went out the window with him, and they then like they the next scene like after like the police, oh my god, the police show up and they all have the same face, like every, you know they all have like yeah. forty five face. They, they look so bad. Yeah, and. Uh, so, but then they cut to the next scene and, you know, Ari's alive and they're just blah, blah, blah. Like, they didn't explain at all, like, how she got out of that or they didn't address that at all. Like, she's yeah. just alive and fine. Like, she went out a window, you know, several stories up and supposedly got killed this creature, but it didn't kill her. So it's that, like. That also bothered me because I was like, wait, they never explained that. Like, she didn't pull her up at the last minute and be like, oh, thank goodness, or anything like that. You, you're just like, oh, they both fell. She's dead because the yeah. thing died. But then they cut right to like, oh, they're back in the locker room and she's fine. You're like, yeah. oh, good. Yay, she's fine. But then you're like, but wait, how did that even happen? That explains nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was lazy. <laughs> it was very lazy. And the thing that... I didn't know the first couple of times when I watched this was this whole OVA or OAV was written by the guy who made the comic of this. Uh, what's his name? Toshi Mitsu Suzuki. So the guy who wrote the comic, the wannabes wrote this <laughs> and was like, yep, this is very representative of my comic. <laughs> and I was just like, ooh. <laughs> really like because i guess it's one of those things where like people who write comics or manga don't it it doesn't always translate very well to animation or you know just visual anything uh because this it just there are parts of this that are kind of interesting but it's just the execution is just really really bad (laughs) 
And you'd think with something that had character designs by Kenichi Sonoda would look a hell of a lot better. But yeah, it's like, just the, the quality of it was even for the time, even for the time, even at the height of the OVAs, you know, like um, in the 80s and 90s, like this was still like really cheap. <laughs> like yeah. it's it, even the even for that time period, the quality was really bad. And this was done by, like, a, uh, I noticed that a few of the people that worked on Bubblegum Crisis worked on this. And, I, and I'm and i like, okay, Bubblegum Crisis looked, for the most part, fantastic. <laughs> this, what happened here? <laughs> like, just, oh, There were times where I'd have to pause to, like, get up and do something, and I'd come back and, like, just the faces that I paused on are just like, ugh. <laughs> Just like, oh, that, no, <laughs> it just doesn't look very good at all. I mean, like, like I said, it's almost one of those things where it's so bad, it's good, but it's just kind of bad. If it had been animated like a little bit better, maybe I could like it in a so bad it's good sort of thing. But it's just like, ugh. no, it doesn't reach that point <laughs> at all. Like, it's just no. No, it's just, sadly, it's not very good. <laughs> it was a mess. And, yeah, it was a mess. And even, like, the wrestling parts were, like, you would think that they'd save most of the budget for that. No. No, they didn't. It was just, like, oh, man. Like, like... Uh, like Heather was saying earlier, there there are literally parts where instead of animating something fully, they just took a static image and moved it. Yeah, and yeah, there was a lot of that. It, so it was awkward. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're animating a sports thing, an action thing, the one thing you can't not animate well is the sports and the action, <laughs> because that's that's the whole meat of the thing. If if I mean if they had just kind of crapped out on everything but that I I could maybe forgive it a little bit more, but even the wrestling parts were just really horrible, <laughs> which is d- disappointing because you would think like I said with all these people that worked on it and all the elements that are kind of cool you would think that this would like in theory it sounds like a great idea. But it just was executed, like, in the worst possible way. <laughs> which is which is a shame, because, like, I don't think there's a lot of wrestling anime out there that features women. And I would have loved to see more stuff like that. Yeah, I, I am of the mindset that I, I, um, I do like uh, sports anime. And I would be willing to give most anything the time of the day, but I don't like stuff that I don't like a lot of the uh, uh, right now. I don't like you know Haikyuu and and Kuroko, you know, um, yeah, Kuro, Kuroko or Kuroke, Kuroko. Kuroko. Yeah, Kuroko. Okay, basketball. Kuroko's ba- basketball. Yeah, like I I, I want to say Kuroke, but I'm like, no, that's Kuroke. <laughs> Kuroko. <laughs> Kuroko's basketball. I don't. I don't like those as much because they're they're pandering. They're pandering to a female audience, but they're kind of pandering into. I just can't really get into them. Uh, just like I don't like. You know, I want to be the best in the world because it's super gross uh, and pandering and like fetish stuff and not cool. So I, I really wish there was a, a middle ground. Like I really. You know, like you have a series about a girl who does want to become a female wrestler and her, you know, it could even be like a glass mask sort of a thing, but she wants to be a wrestler. Like, that would be great. Um, I would love that. Um, so, yeah, I do. Super I do. overly dramatic. That would be fun. Sure. But, yeah, just basically like, you know, somebody who really cares about what they're doing and they're not just like showing these wrestling moves so that you can see girls in pain in these wrestling moves that are, you know, like putting them in really bad positions and they put the camera right in the bad place. And it's, yeah. yeah so I really, I, I really just, wish there was something like, I think it's an interesting subject. I mean, I like all the, like watching, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous ladies of wrestling, uh, the, the documentary about, you know, glow. Um, like you see kind of like the different characters and I don't know, again, I'm not a wrestling fan and I have not watched wrestling, but I, 
feel like it's safe to say that the women in wrestling, especially now, do not. And, and the men, too, for, to a certain point, like they don't there's not this level of theatricality where you have like these characters that come out in the face paint and the the costumes as much, especially with the women. It feels like they're just like there to wear bikinis and I don't know, look attractive. And, and there's not as much like theatrical stuff with them, maybe. But I, I could be completely wrong because, again, I I am making assumptions here about wrestling well that that's one of the things about wrestling is like for so long it's been like that it's been just like oh no one really cares about female wrestlers uh they're just there to be eye candy they're not really there for anything other than just like oh the women's part is on time to go get a beer like it's like the, it, it's like it feels like it's like the uh the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition <laughs> in the I middle of heard, the rest. <laughs> um, from from my significant other, I have heard that there are some things going on in like um what's it called NXT, uh, NXT where they are trying to promote the more female wrestlers and give them a say in their own voice and be their own characters and not just like prance around in like cute clothes and stuff. They're actually like focusing on them as real wrestlers and not like just eye candy, which I think is really great. <laughs> and I hope that that trend continues. Um, even though, I, like I said before, I'm not really like, I'm not a wrestler person, but since I have a significant other that is into it, like I inadvertently absorb some of it from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, I, I would love, like, an actual anime where uh, it's not some kind of weird otaku show where we're just, like, there to, like, look at half-naked girls in a creepy way. <laughs> I, I would well, love see to that, see, like... The, a... the, the, the place where, like, I'm, I want to be the strongest goes really wrong, in my opinion, is not just, like... It doesn't just, like, show girls in skimpy outfits and stuff and glare at their bodies. It also shows them in pain and in situations and then moaning and scream and that kind of stuff. And, oh, and very really? much, it's, yep. yeah, yeah, Ooh. it's very, it goes beyond, like, just, like, you know, oh, panty shots and into, like, ex, ex, you know, very, very much exploiting that. and. Ooh. Yeah, that that's terrible. what's gross about it is that like that's mm. that's going into a new territory that it's like that's not okay. Um, yeah. That needs to stay. That there's a place for that, and that's needs to stay there and not like you know it needs to stay more in the hentai stuff and everything. And it's like <laughs> I don't that way I don't have to be assaulted with it by Funimation. Um, <laughs> yeah, that does sound know. really gross. Yeah. Definitely that's that's my big problem with that. Um, but yeah, it's. I wish there was a. I wish there was a, a middle ground, even you like know? a happy medium. I feel kind of bad because we've been mostly talking, and Corey hasn't really said a lot. No, it's fine. Uh, it means I have to talk less, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do all the work. You're like, yes, continue. Yes, that's why I get guests. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean if if i if i was hard pressed i would say that you know you could watch maris and it's a fun little thing but like the replay value like i said is pretty low like if you like rumiko takahashi stuff it's worth it just to see like old rumiko takahashi stuff and then like all it's the worth sitting through it once but you're not gonna want to like own it there's no yeah. reason to like there's not much reason to seek it out unless you just really want to, but yeah, it's and but wannabes is completely forgettable and terrible and yeah. It doesn't help that like well, I guess it does help that um, neither of these were ever put on DVD. Um, even in Japan, I don't think these are on DVD. These were laserdisc and VHS sort of things only. I had a hard time finding Morris. Like you know, subtitled or anything, and even then, the with the link that you sent me, Don, like it was so bad. Like the quality of it was terrible. It was like recorded, you know, from somebody's like second or third generation VHS. The sound was just like I almost wasn't sure if I could watch it because, like, in the beginning of it, especially like it, it, there's just this awful noise that's like ah VHS noise. Like oh, it's terrible. Yeah, 
the 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 quality of the sound in the VHS version was pretty horrible. <laughs> I was not a fan of that either. Like I think the very first time I ever watched it, I made the mistake of having like the volume up high and I just like almost went deaf. It was pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> but yeah, wannabe is like unless you really like laughing at really shitty anime, <laughs> like you're fine never watching it ever. <laughs> no, it's not even I don't even think it's good for a laugh. Like it just just don't even bother. There's there's plenty of other OVAs out there that are that are better to watch. Like um oh I I went through at one point uh for old OVAs like uh you know, Justin Savakis is his uh his hidden treasure, you know, thing. Like you can oh, find right. a lot of those on YouTube. Like Toy and uh nineteen, I think is one. Oh and and uh was it Call Me Call Me Tonight or, or uh Oh yeah, Call Me Tonight, that's a fun yeah, one. Yeah, that one's really fun. I like that one a lot. That one holds up really well too, so I mm-hmm. if you don't know that one, I, I recommend searching that out. Yeah, they're they're and there are probably some sports ones out there too, uh, that are <laughs> OVAs from the eight. I just don't know them. Oh, one pound gospel. It's boxing. It's not. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. That's Rumiko Takahashi, and it's sports, but it's uh, it's boxing. It's um, kind of a very weird telling of the story. They kind of squish a lot of different things in there, but uh, it's pretty good. That one's that one's nice. I would I would definitely watch that one again before I'd watch Morris again. Oh yeah, and and since. So many people who worked on Bubblegum Crisis worked on wannabes. You should just do yourself a favor and go watch Bubblegum Crisis instead because it is infinitely better. <laughs> like, tremendously better. Like, ugh. <laughs> or watch, you know, like, Dirty Pair because, again, that was really inspired by ladies wrestling of the day. Oh, yeah. And, definitely. Man, Dirty yeah. Pair is way better than anything that the wannabes ever wanted to be. <laughs> it's yeah it's, uh, <laughs> I feel kind of bad that I kind of suckered you guys into watching both of these things but I was trying to think of older things that included sports that I knew right off the top of my head and I knew both of these had wrestling in them they happen to be two bag ones wah, wah. <laughs> they can't all be gems <laughs> sadly alright an amount of thumbs down then for Maurice and yes. Yeah, just don't bother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Any final thoughts on these two? Or did we get it all out of our systems? I I think we've gotten all of it out of our system mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if um yeah, like like Heather and I both suggested like it's it's weird that, you know, back in the day, OVAs usually meant, like, pretty good production values and stuff. And wannabes is just, like, none of that. None of it. So you'd be way better off just going and uh, watching some one of the other things that we suggested. Like, And some of it's, like, really easily, like, readily available. Like, you can watch Dirty Pair on Hulu for free. Yeah, there so. is somebody on, uh, if you go to YouTube... Um, there is, it's like classic anime or something. Let me see if I can find it real quick. There is uh, somebody who has uploaded a bunch of that uh, kind of stuff. He's got a, I mean, they've got a really good uh, collection. Anime classic reviews. Uh, yeah. Look at their channel. There is a ton of good stuff. There's uh, like the, the classics, the, like just pick a random thing and try to watch it. There's also, it looks like he's got Fire Tripper on here and Laughing Target, which those are other, mm-hmm. those are other, uh, uh, those are other Rumic OVAs World. based on Rumic World um, yeah. short stories, and those yeah, that, are really, really good. Uh, he's also got like Handsome Girl on here, which is based on like uh, a manga by the by what Wataru Yoshimizu, I think is that her name, uh, who did um, Marmalade, Marmalade Boy. Boy. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool. Like I I would recommend just for fun, go pick something random and watch it. And it'll and just have fun. Like just just doesn't matter. Like you know, uh, there's some good stuff on there. There's some there's some bad stuff, but it's it's fun to watch these old 
um, these old things. But he's got a lot of really good ones, and they're pretty good quality with fan subs and all that stuff. So yeah, that, that specific YouTuber is really good about um, uploading like really older, like older stuff that's out of print and you can't really buy anymore. Very right, cool. Several other suggestions. Not the things that we <laughs> review, so you didn't have to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> we just saved you all that time by telling you about it, so you don't have to watch it. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, Dawn, where can we find you on the internet? Well, I have, like I said before, I'm the host of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast, where we talk about uh, older anime from you know way back in the day usually pre-internet days also sometimes talk about manga and fandom uh how it used to be and things like that in relation to how things are now um so you can find that podcast on itunes if you search for the anime nostalgia podcast uh you can also find it on my blog anime nostalgia.blogspot.com if you have a tumblr and you like older anime and you like gifts and pictures and things you can also find those on my tumblr uh, as well as the podcast itself which is animenostalgia.tumblr.com and i have a personal twitter that's not related to my podcast where you can talk to me if you want to i guess and that's at twitter.com slash money cartoon and heather uh, I can be found really mostly on on Twitter. Uh, Candy Applecat is my is my screen name. Uh, that's pretty much the only place I hang out. So come talk with me. Uh, I am bored a lot, so <laughs> leave me messages. You can also hear her on my podcast sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> All right, and the podcast is on everything that Don said, except instead of anime nostalgia, we are at Taiku Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Impassionate K. Thank you, you two, for coming on the show and talking about old stuff that is way over my head. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. funny every time you talk i get a little flashing um uh, uh 
smiley face wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Octopus wiener. (laughs) You just have to say wiener, no context. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Do you get a boner when you hear him talk? Is that what you're trying to say? Whoa, hey, I don't have those parts. Calm down. It's a little octopus wiener. His, His icon is the little, like you see in the bento boxes. It's from Seki-kun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah. Looks I recognize like it. The... Yeah, that one episode. Oh, that episode is cute. 